Okay. We are. Hello! Welcome <laughs> to the weekly live. No, it's not fucking live. Well, it is live now. Well, it's live now, but it's not live when that's. It's a shit joke. Leave it. Leave it. I've had enough. Take that fucking hat off your head as well. You call Toilet roll. Your your microphone's crap. Right. Come on. That's, Can that's better. Me? Can you hear me now? Yeah, you got the questions. Oh fuck, forgot about them. Hello everyone. Good evening. Um we're going slightly insane. It's been a long day. Um right, right, right. Who's first? We're giving a trophy away this week, aren't we? That trophy we robbed from that awards. Um, <laughs> I've got a question for this week. This is Charlotte. What are your tips for streamlining your processes like programming when you've got a lot of clients to program for? It's something. This is good timing, Nick. It's good timing. Um, it's something I'm coming up against now and could definitely do with some pointers. <laughs> good question. Go on, answer it. Right, I don't look like. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that up, actually. Keep that. Go on, do it. Um, do it. So, first of all, there is a unit on that. Plug the unit from Monday. You're gonna need um, a few coffees for it, though. Tell you that. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> on programming specifically, I think that when you're talking about programming for when people are away from you. Don't overcomplicate it, like simplify it as much as you can because they're away from you and your primary objective of that is number one, it, it needs to be safe. Number two, it needs to be, they need to feel competent in doing it. Past unit. Um, <laughs> um, and yeah, it just needs to be quick and easy. I think really convenient. So I wouldn't over, I wouldn't overcomplicate. I wouldn't overcomplicate programming. I'd get a, a lot of templates down, all different scenarios, from from um, working with just a dumbbell to just um, fixed weight machines to body weight, to like a big array of templates that you can adapt and adjust for people. Um, I seriously would do that because. I can guarantee no matter how much detail you put into those programs and time you spend on those programs, it's not going to be the differentiator between them staying with you and achieving their goal for the majority of you in here of weight loss, toning, feeling better, health, um, fitness levels a little bit higher, et cetera, et cetera. When you're working with um, athletes, then the intricacy of programming becomes very specific and um, what was that? It was my phone. Uh, can you not? Can you not read? Can you? Can you? I need. I need attention here. Right. I've been in London all day. I wasn't fucking answering it. I was just turning the Bing off. <laughs> um, yeah, it becomes more specific as they as the higher up towards their ceiling. Get that, huh? Ceiling. Right, I'll come. 
ceiling of potential gets. So don't overcomplicate it. Anything to add? I did. What, you, what did you just show me? Huh? What, this is going to be a really shit listen if people listen to it on the podcast. <laughs> <by> the <way. laughs> it's a great watch, though. Um, I was going to say something. I was going to say something. Oh, the only thing I would say is it depends on the type of client. But what Nick said with regards to simplifying your programming, um, if you're at this time of year getting a lot of fairly new to intermediate type fat loss clients, although your service should be completely bespoke and individualized, um, and there will be tweaks to certain movements upon ability, the majority of programs for most people will be the same. Mm. So what I'm saying is, is you could potentially generalize alongside tweaking. For example, I don't know, you've got a client who is completely competent to get into a front squat, and that's their lower body exercise for the next four weeks. Oh, I'm gonna go off on a tangent. Um, for the next four weeks, but you've, um, you've also got another client who you're working towards that front squat for whatever reason, um, but is only in a goblet squat. So they're two, same movement, two different exercises. The rest of the program's probably the same, it's just based on a movement continuum. Um, and I wanna simplify this really quick for you. When you're thinking about programming, and this is where it falls in line with non-negotiables and length of term and stuff, and minimum frequency, when you're thinking of programming, think about the goal first, so is there an externally motivated goal, time-restricted goal and stuff like that? Think about the block of time you want to start to program for, which might be 12 weeks. Break that down into blocks of four weeks because it's easier to do if you do a monthly review and so on. And then the program stays the same. So you actually only write the program once and you don't touch it again for a month or three weeks if you're really proactive, if that makes sense, because then you'll be looking at... Let's say, for example, I train, I'm coaching you, Charlotte, and I give you a program today. I would then probably want to check in the progress of that program on the software, on the Google Sheets, probably a week before your next review to see how numbers have gone and so on. Um, so, yeah, what I'm basically saying is don't overcomplicate the process and you could, don't be scared to generalize that one or two sessions away from you with slight tweaks in, in, in exercises um, because essentially... Or oh, let's be real, like we want to get them confident and competent in a gym, but that's going to come from the sessions with you over time. Um, so, yeah. And then to answer your question on streamlining that service, no matter if you use Google Docs, True Coach, MyPT, Hub, Trainer Eyes, and stuff like that, you're still going to have to invest time to programming someone for that month block. Um, but once you've done it, it takes you two, three hours to do them four weeks. Maybe for one person, you don't touch it again for a month. So that should be t definitely time saved. Um, I'm not going to say anything else on it because I could talk about programming all day. It could be a non-negotiable as well, couldn't it? As in when you're taking people on, it could be a non-negotiable that, you know, at the first of, every, first of every month, that's when the new block of programs kicks in, whether they start halfway through the previous month or not. That way you can go right, towards the end of the month, I'm going to block out five hours or maybe an hour a day over the last week of the month. And that's my programming work on my business, for example. 
Pull my cord. Pull my cord, because I'm going to go in here. You ready? I'm going to go in. Hang on. <laughs> Pull my cord. What are you doing? I'm going to go in here, right? Listen to me as well. And this is for every single personal trainer that's out there. This is not for you, Charles, because I know you're great. We've got no reason to change any person's program. Like, there's that personal trainers seem to do this random fucking choice of exercise. Every time someone turns, it's reactive and random. So every time someone turns up, it might be a week before the session. Um, it might be when the person turns up on the gym floor, you actually just make a list of exercises up and do them, or you might program the night before. And I know I'm going off on the tangent, but what I'm saying is, is we need to improve people's competency. Therefore, they need to make the main bulk of your program, programming itself should stay the same for a fairly long period of time. And the only time it should get changed is if they get fucking bored. Not if they hit plateaus or anything like that, it's if they get fucking bored. So the main components of your program should stay the same. The, the elements that should maybe change is, the, is the, the movement prep and potentially some of the accessory work, that's it. And that's more so from a fun element to keep them engaged. So I'm just reiterating what I'm saying is, four four weeks six weeks eight weeks i've been known to keep exercises the same for 12 weeks because someone's progressed and they find them absolutely fucking buzzing so the main components of the session keep the same don't worry about changing it all the time it should take you less time thanks Excellent. oh i could talk about that all day that's why i said i'm going to do something different at body power because i want to talk about programming um next question I've just, Joe, Joe, this was a good question. I've just uh, drawn a competition for someone to win a one-month free personal training package. It happens to be someone that has already inquired about my services but not signed up. Should I just let the service do the talking or is there other ways I should look at closing? That's a mega question. Well done, Joe. You'd lose integrity if you went back and tried to close them. Simple as, and you don't want to lose your integrity because you promise something and you, you don't, people can pick up when you're trying to convince them of something. I think you've got to let, I mean, if they're, if they've inquired and they haven't bought yet, they need this time. They need to build up the value and trust in you first before they buy. So this is an ideal opportunity. Yeah. <clears throat> Agree completely. And what I would do is, um, get them to self-reflect on the progress as frequent as possible. So maybe a weekly check-in where they you use really good coaching questions to get them to basically turn around by the end of it and say, the progress I've made is unbelievable in this time. I've got this, this, and this from it compared to this. Um, because that will create autonomy. They've created competence from coming and getting better. And they should have a sense of belonging by you being there and that will help you convert them into your business organically, naturally. Boom, shakalaka. Next. Uh, oh, it's me in it. I keep fucking getting notifications. It's just all too much this today, Nick. Um, bit of a personal one, but looking at setting up as a limited company instead of two sole traders, uh, what, yeah. what are your tips for this, the benefits and possible downsides? I think um personally at the stage you're at now i think it would be because as soon as you join forces in that way 
you've got one revenue stream coming into that business. And so, do you know, do you know the situation with Zoe? She's partners, a personal yeah. trainer as well. Yeah, yeah, sweet. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, let's say, let's say I'm a PT and partners a PT here. We're earning um, thirty grand each a year. Well, I'm getting, I'm getting taxed on thirty grand, and that other person's getting taxed on thirty grand. If I start to bring that limited company in, so all the money, so I'm getting taxed on one bulk i'm getting taxed on 60 grand and so when you get to 43 you're at 25 when you go past 43 or whatever it is then it's 40 so actually in regards to there being a benefit at this stage like right now i don't see any i really don't i think you can i think if you keep and continue doing it separately and understand what it is that limited company is going to bring you because there's loads, there's so many different facets of this um, that you would need to go and kind of ask the questions to get the answers for you. Because um, what I'm looking at it from a perspective of, well, I kind of get you thinking, but I think you'd shoot yourself in the foot potentially over the next kind of year or so if you pulled that money together and got taxed on the whole of that money versus two separate pools. That's my take on it, but I'd like to know more in regards to why you're thinking about a limited company. So just just comment below or send us a message or something, mate, and I can be a bit more specific. Yeah. Because it is a personal one, let's send us a message so we can go into a little bit more detail on this. And then if we pull out things here that the rest of the group will benefit from as well, then we'll just let the rest of the group know kind of the type of conversation we have. There's, obviously, there's lots of benefits, but you're not going to make the most. I understand what Nick's saying. Um, it's not going to be really tax efficient yet if you're not earning probably 80, 90 grand. Yeah, if you're at that threshold already. And I, I, yeah, I just, I'm just, from what I know, I'm just kind of going, from what I know of your situations, I'm just kind of going, well, productivity, profit, it wouldn't make sense, but I don't know the reason behind it. So give us a shout and we can be more specific. Mm. Yeah, we need to go into detail on it. Um, everything I'll be doing, it's just generalizing. So, mm. um, because there's obviously lots of benefits to it and I completely get why you would do it. Just let's go into more detail. Next question, shit answers that. Really shit answer, we need to go into more detail on that one. Um, right, this has come up a lot to a point where I think I'm gonna do an IGTV on this actually. Um, how do you deal with feeling overwhelmed and avoid burnout? This is from Sarah. Um, Sarah and Michelle, like, isn't it? Yeah, um, I feel like the last few weeks I've got busier and due to this, I feel like I'm overdoing it slightly specialist we were four new starters first of all um congratulations on moving away from the job yeah, you massive that. fucking mega that is um so we're really happy for you congratulations on the volume of new starters that you've had um there's always going to be elements of let, let let's be real and have a bit of common sense where there's going to be a sense of overwhelm like fucking hell i felt like that today with the jobs list that i had when i come in this morning Hence why I've been here for so fucking long today. 
Um, there is a sense of overwhelm as the busier you get. Can you can control it 100%? But you'll be able to control it by doing the basics very well, which is something your time management schedule. You're at, it's easy for me to say sat here, but I've been there, lived it, breathed it, and done everything that you're going through right now, and even worse, like even worse. <clears throat> so when I say this, I mean it in the best possible way, but you are in control of your own business and in your own time and their own structure, the routine. You can say yes or no, um, and now you're in a great position to do that. And when now you've just put your time management schedule into the group, it shows that you've made a huge step forward, but you're going to have to be consistent with that. Um, there's no magic pill to dealing with overwhelm and dealing with being over busy, a bit reactive and so on. It's you having time within your week to sit down and go, right, breathe. What's all the shit I've got to do? When do I need to work in my business? When do I need to work on my business? When do I need to do my social media? When do I need to do my accounts? When do I need to do? And just mapping it out and putting it into a schedule. Now, if a sheet doesn't work for you, your phone might, it might be you find an app or some piece of software that helps you a little bit more. You need to find the tool that works for you and you need to stick to it. And if you're not very good at sticking to it, you need someone to be accountable to, but this is the whole point of this program. Um, so whereas someone like Chantelle is currently being really accountable to herself with lead generation and tasks and small group training, this might be your thing where you get to a Sunday and go, here's my time management schedule. This is what I'm sticking to this week. I'm not, um, it's a non-negotiable. I'm not budging off any of this. Um, so my answer would be, be massively in control of your on business hours. Um, because soon as you get that in, overwhelm will start to disappear slightly. Yeah, I, I, no, I agree. It's why I kind of said last night, like, fill in, fill in your time management sheet, prioritise the things that you need to do, like you have to do to reach where you want to be. And because there's lots of different things, like you are talking about group training and blah, 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 like you're at a level now where you've, you've just got rid of your other job, you've hit your, you've hit your goal, is it the right time? I don't know. Is it the right time to add another thing in when you're not comfortable and stable with this? So it's just my opinion. And I know you're looking for advice. So I, if you wanted some advice, I would, I would master this first before you add another element in, which is going to create even more overwhelm than you think than you're feeling now. So that's what I would say, because once you get this in place, once you get the routine in place, once you get, to understand what's how you manage your time and prioritize, etc., you then you're going to be in a better place to deliver that 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 group stuff or that next service or the next phase. So it's it's really 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 important. It's why that it's kind of why we structured the program the way we did. Why we started off with goals, time management, marketing, and we're getting towards kind of the programming and a lot of the theory based stuff later on is because go back over those units go back over the webinars um go back and check in with your goal your time management you know what you need to do what your priorities are and and use that use that as a guide to help you i think that's really really important because as soon as you sit down and you mapped it out you're probably feeling a little bit better and then the only other thing I would say, because I felt this on Monday, there was a million and one different things. I was like, I just almost, it was almost like paralysis by analysis. You kind of 
you're like, I don't know which ones, but then just start something. I would say that's what it sounds simple, but just get going, whether it's a little bit here, a little bit there. Also, the time management sheet they've used is great and fine. If it works for you, that's fantastic. But if you'd rather have a digital, digital copy that you can access on your phone, use the one that's on the tracker. I know you said you haven't had access to your laptop, but Nick sent it through. So you can use it on there um, and just start cracking on with it so it's on your phone. Um, one thing I would say as well is, is that schedule that you put on your time management schedule 100% the schedule that you want to do? And if it's not, how are you going to work towards having that actual schedule that you want? Um, because you've got enough flexibility within your week to have the desired week that you absolutely want. You're starting to get some structure there as well. Um, so what I'd say to you is it's still early days for you. Dealing with overwhelm is normal. Have the time on your business like Nick's just said, um, because that's going to make you more organized. And then my last point, and I'm going to leave this for everyone in the group. If, if, a client come to you and said they had no time and that's why they couldn't reach their goals. What would you say to them and how would you go about it? Just think about that. How would you help them? How would you support them? Cause it's pretty much in the same way we've just said, probably mm. next question. Next question. I'm hungry. Me, Nick. I'm very hungry. Starving. Yeah. I'm very hungry. Right. Next question. Oh no, that was you. I currently don't have a lot. Oh, I need to buy one. Uh, question. I take payments monthly through Go Cardless. How would I go about having time off? I feel like if I have time off, I'm not delivering the sessions that I've been paid for. Nick Hanley, answer away, son. Cool. So, um, yeah, I think I told him to watch the money management one, but I'll explain as well. So, there's a few ways you can do it. And I think one of the major things you've got to get into your head, Asif. Um, is start to think about your whole service versus just charging for the hour of personal training. And you've also got to present that to the client also, because if I am presenting 10 hours of PT or eight hours of PT, which fits into, you know, twice a week, average month, they're counting down and so are you. And so the focus is directly on the exchange for time for money, where if I was positioning my, and, We've got a unit coming up on this, haven't we, next week? What's this? Prescribing. Yeah, prescribing to the need is next week. Yeah. Um, so this will be out next week. And essentially, it, you're building the whole service. So the PT, the sessions outside, whatever type of nutrition support, the community side of things, blah, blah, blah. And they're paying for everything. They're paying for that whole service. Um, for the minimum of the minimum term of, for example, I'm just throwing this out there, three months. Okay. So that's the service for three months that you're going to deliver to that person. It just so happens that your payment option is monthly. That's all it is. It's just a convenient way of paying and breaking up that three month, um, three month program into easy monthly payments. So effectively, you've got to decide and you've got to have a conversation at the beginning of that when you're signing people up about what is going to happen when you want time off or they want time off, whether you're going to accommodate that through the price. And what I mean, like, what I mean by this is if, for example, on average, you're away for four weeks of the year, I don't know, 
four weeks of the year, right? So per client, per client, that is eight sessions off over the year. And let's say you train someone on average for around six months. So that's four sessions off. So what you need to do is understand the cost of the monthly um, package and service and, you need, and what that is over a six monthly period and then take a month off and accommodate that for the session. So if, effectively, if I was charging around 300 pound for a month of eight sessions, programs, nutrition, community, blah, 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 I would, that is the price. And this is what I'd kind of, this is how I'd kind of articulate it in the, in the consult. This is the price. What I do do is I come, I accommodate you being away on holiday and me being away on holiday. And I'll support you in any way you wish when you're away and I'll set you up when I'm away, but also I'll accommodate that in the monthly price. So instead of paying 300 pound a month, we're going to accommodate for you on average being away and me being away one to two sessions a month. And so that brings the price then down to 260, for example. And that is the price. So whether you go away or not, the price price stays the same because we're accommodated at the start. Makes sense. Yeah, makes perfect sense. Um, moving on to the next question, I'm going to go to Michelle's from the Accountability Post. Planning to get some posters done this week, my new workshops and group PT sessions. That's the plan for the week. Uh, I'm just trying to find. Um, what does it mean? Let's say posters work to do to direct them after the class when I'm teaching back to back and I can't spend the time talking. I would prefer to do. Uh, right. So you give a bit of context already off the back of that, haven't you, regards to small group PT and posters and effectiveness and stuff. So we'll leave that one there. And um, let me just find the last two questions. Holy shit. Come on. Come on. Right. Uh, I already asked one. Whether a continuous thing or pain blocks works best for group personal training was one of the questions. Um, it depends if you're going to do a course of group training or a service of group training. There's differences in both. One has a start and end date, and I suppose the service has a start and end date, but it depends on the desired outcome and the goal. Um, so if you're going to do a course, for example, Pure Lifestyle, Michelle, that is group training with nutrition support, and it's six or eight weeks, then uh, actually I'm talking shit. Actually, you should still take a payment up front for that, or you'd still take a monthly recurring payment. Um, in my opinion, you would take monthly payments instead of blocks because in blocks, people are counting down sessions, you're counting down sessions, you don't really see the return for the investment. Um, and actually, once they've paid that money, what you'll probably see is their, their levels of motivation drop further down the line. So what I mean by that is, how many times have you had this when someone paid you for a block of 10 and by five or six, they go missing or they keep cancelling? And it's essentially, if you look at that from a psychological point of view, it's they don't see that revenue. They're not handing that over on a frequent basis. So actually, well, say again. No, I was just agreeing, mate. I was just agreeing. So what they're doing is once they've handed it over, it's that's my problem solved. Where actually that, that problem lasts for 10 or 12 weeks. It's why block sessions, in my opinion, are a bag of shit. Um, so yeah, I would go with group training, frequent monthly reoccurring payment, because um, that will help not only motivation, accountability, 
It helps your outgoings. It keeps you consistent. You can add in a service. Make more money. Yeah, you will probably make more money from it too. So that would be my one. How do you keep your head above water? I'm struggling to balance everything. Starting to feel like something is going to have to give soon. My advice to you, Michelle, um, is do the time management sheet like you are doing. But probably, and I'm probably wrong in saying this, and I'm going to say it anyway. Um, if you've fought this since day one of this program, which is eight weeks long now, because this is where you've had struggles with, and I, we can completely relate to you because we've been managers and we've been PTs as well at the same time, and that can be quite difficult. I remember doing 12-hour days, and I was doing it for the love of coaching as well as the money. Um, I would say if you're still feeling like this, then you probably confirm to yourself that something does have to give. You just probably need to decide what that is. Um, I think group PT is a great move for you. I think it's a fantastic way for you to keep the clients, consolidate hours, put them at the front and back end of your shift for maybe one hour each, each day. And it doesn't extend your time that much. So if you can build your business into them, and I know you're trying to do that, then I would be relentlessly consistent in trying to get that in place, in my opinion. But if you feel um, you can't do it for whatever reason, um, your options are scrap it all together, concentrate on management, or potentially just do two or three groups in your week and lose some money for the time being and build it up over time because you can't keep the volume of clients you've got on and do your um, manager role as well. It's very, very difficult. Um, so what I'm saying is something will probably have to give. You need to decide what that is, and it might be a bit of one step back to take too far. Um, mine is also, this is Nisha. I'm struggling to juggle everything. I've spoken to some people, but they say that's what PT your life is. It's not Nisha. It is initially like any business. If I went and opened up a shop tomorrow and that shop sold whatever, I'd probably have to invest a hell of a lot of time at first into marketing, generating sales to make that shop set up to succeed. But then over time, it'll level out and you can start to dictate your own time. Um, so any, like any business, self-employed business, you're going to have to go through that potentially at first. Although working in a commercial gym, you can actually get away with it not being like that. But I understand why it's happened. Um, in a real simple answer, if you are consistent with working on your business, with your time management plan every single week, and you make yourself accountable to that, you fill it, you work the hours that you want to fill, and you stick to it, you should be fine in a month or two, okay? You're just gonna have to take the rough with the smooth for the time being, but don't let any, don't listen to any PT that says that your whole life as a personal trainer is now gonna be 12, 14 hour days. Trust me, it's not, and there's something wrong with your business if, it, if that does happen for a long period of time. So if we're still sat here at this time next year and you come into us and say, yeah, it's still in place, you've done something wrong, and that plainly is you haven't worked on your business enough, or potentially you've reactively took on too many clients, and we know, like we say, that's just a revolving door for your business. So that's my opinion on that. Yeah, I think, I think as well, like PT and, and working with people, it's, it's, it's an absolute skill that you develop over time. And I think, I think you've got to dedicate, I think every single PT should dedicate themselves to working with one-on-one -on -one people before they move on to any other type of service, whether it be online or small group or whatever. I just do because you perfect that and you then, 
you've then got reason and, and spec to kind of grow due to the demand of your business. So what I would say is strip everything back, keep it really, really, really simple and just put all your eggs in this one basket and go for a certain type of service, really, really work on, you know, homing in on your target market, understanding everything about them, making sure that you're servicing the clients correctly and just be relentless every single day about it. There's, there's, there's a lot to think about, but you've got to think, think of it this way. What is urgent and important that you need to do? Like what's urgent you got to do now and what's really important. And then on the flip side of that, what is important, but not urgent. So it's quite important for you to do, but you don't have to do it now. And then let me get this right. What is urgent, but not important. So think of it, potentially think of it in that way. Like you've got a goal. So check back in with your goal. What is it? What do you need to do? Think of all the kind of content and the, and the learnings over the past eight weeks. What do you need? What are the inputs you need to do daily to enable you to get there? That is urgent and important. Everything else should be done after you've done this one thing. That makes sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. That model can be a little bit overcomplicated, okay, the urgent important stuff, but I get you 100%. Like, yeah, it definitely helps. Um, the last thing I'd say on this is that there was a lot of questions today that we've been through. We've definitely done the same things and we've had the same complications and conflicts within ourselves. We've been there, we've done it, and it, that's allowed us to be in a position to probably support you with it. Well, definitely ours. Um, and the last thing I'll say on any of this is that there's so many contradictions in, and this is not a direct hit at you, but so many contradictions in what personal trainers have problems with and what they say and what they do and what they struggle with compared to exactly the same as what they have, you have with your clients, right? So you've just talked about today um, time management, prioritizing time, not having time to do X, Y, Z, um, not finding time to do on your business. It's all stuff like that. And that's more or less the same as your clients coming back to you, prioritizing time for my fitness pal, check-ins, accountability, adherence, all of that. So when you have these problems and this conflict and stuff, you have to sit down and go, right, what would I actually tell my clients in the same scenario? And it's do this. It's probably organize my week, write myself a list, um, have myself some time to do X, Y, and Z so I don't feel overwhelmed. And that's going to help you towards get to a, a result. And it's behaviors and habits. It's simple behavior change. And that's what it is. Um, and I don't mean to be patronized or anything like that because I needed this conversation with myself, God, a few weeks ago when I was doing this, going over the, going through the same stuff. Um, but I want you to just kind of have a sit down, have a few minutes out to just go, right, okay, how bad is it? I know I feel overwhelmed, but actually if I just get this stuff down, organize my week and stick to it, I'm going to feel tons better and you 100% will. And then there's that next stage and this next level, and this is for anyone who's listening, podcast or whatever, of the conflict of I'm bringing in a volume of people. At what point do I just accept that I can't deliver a bespoke individualized service anymore? 
as much as I did at the start? And does my product and price point differ now um, because of that volume? And these are the conversations you have when you add additional products and so on. Mm. A lot of people in the group, um, a few people in the group will be ready for that. A few people won't. But what I'm saying is, is if you're in a position now to structure and organize your time and you get fucking amazing at doing that structure and routine and organizing your time, when you bring in a volume of people, then your life's going to be a lot easier to manage them, either on a bespoke level or a more generalized level. So what you do now will set you up for your future. Um, and just make sure also, and I can't stress this enough, right? You've got Google Drive full of documents that will help you organize and structure your business. It'll help you self-assess your clients. Like we're coming on to that next week. Self-assess your clients so you know how accountable they are and so on, so you know where to invest more time. Use the Google Drive because everything you need is on there to help you not feel overwhelmed and put you in a good spot. I'm going to stop waffling now. I'm hungry. Okay, one, uh, one, one tip for them to go away with. From, from me? Yes, from you, Anthony. I think I've just give it to them. Get your fucking finger out of my face. <laughs> um, I think I've just give it to them. Like, Every single person in this group and every personal trainer listening to the podcast, if you listen to it back, needs to work on their business, which means scheduling time for admin, programming, communications, um, to write a to-do list and task. It's fucking boring, but I guarantee that if you're not doing that, your in-business service will suffer. And over time, as you bring in a volume of people, it will end up being a bag of shit. It's probably everything you didn't want it to be and you've just fell into that big personal trainer hole like a lot of people do. So my, my tip would be, because I think it's relevant for this week um, and relevant for anyone, is have time and be strict with it on your business in your week. Schedule yourself and be fucking accountable to it. What would yours be, Nick? Take that and I think practically, I, if if... I would think setting up your day, you do this, and I don't know I, I do this, setting up your day or setting up your week, as in getting a little bit of a, not a morning routine where you, if you want to meditate and all that shit, you can do it, but more so kind of like a little bit of a routine and of getting, maybe getting a list down, um, kind of just sitting there before you actually start work or get into work, just kind of planning out and looking at your day or going, right, Maybe there's two things that I want to achieve today and that's it. And then, then you've set up for the rest of the day, focused, review at the end of the day and then come back to it in the, the, following, uh, in the following morning. I think that helps to break down this, you know, all these different things, which essentially is the overwhelm. It's not knowing what to do, when to do it, because there's so many things going around in your head. <clears throat> Bosh. Right. Don't underestimate journaling and making lists. Like, I would be honestly fucked, absolutely fucked without that. Like, how many, how many different types of planners and diaries <laughs> have you seen me use? Well, you, I've, got, I've got four up there and one in my bag. Yeah, like, and you and work out. And an iPad and a watch and a computer that gives me reminders. <laughs> yeah and you're double organized like i have to try really hard to be organized like and i'm not that organized but the one thing that works for me at the minute i've just got a 2020 kind of diary and i, I make my list why am i talking about this but anyway 
I make my list um, on a Friday night when I've finished work. Um, I have a Saturday off and then I work again Sunday, um, or some cases half day or whatever. But I make my list on a Friday night to pick up again next week. I'll then transfer the most priority-based jobs into the start of the week, one, two, three, less priority-based jobs towards the end of the week. So I distribute my list from the Friday that I've done across my week. So I know everything I'll be done by the Friday after, I create a new one, and that's how I've started working. And that's took me years to get to that point where, and I know that people might think, fucking hell, that's basic, simple shit. That's took me years to get to a point where actually that works for me. And I've tried loads of different ways, mm. um, loads. But yeah, you need to find what works for you, but don't underestimate the power of a fucking list, man. Right, now we've been like Tony Robbins, one and two, aren't we? Yeah, I've uh, seen a quote today. Have you ever read this quote? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it all here for you. I'm going to leave it here. And this is actually, it's quite appropriate. Have you heard this quote before? I don't know where it's come from, but I just found it. Just, just get on with it. Go on. You have to be willing to fail, but unwilling to quit. Yes, it's similar. Yeah, yeah. It's good though. It is, isn't it? And I think from a, a lead generation perspective and the scheduling perspective, it's relevant. It's relevant. Every single person in this group will have took on clients that you will actually fail them clients at some point soon. And that's fine because you're all learning and in the process. But you have to be willing to go out there and take on a volume of people in now to learn the mistakes that you've made. God, I look back. I opened some stuff yesterday for a meeting and I look back at some stuff that I wrote a year, 18 months ago and I'm like, fucking hell, cringe. Like, And that's the type of stuff that you'll go through. It's all part of the process of being a PT. If I look back at the start of my fucking business and the sessions that I used to write and the sessions I used to do, Jesus Christ. Mm. So embrace the process, people. And on that note, on Motivational Wednesday, goodbye.